Hey, everybody. It's the series finale podcast. America's favorite podcast is here. The boys from Boston. That's right. We, we got the endorsement of Donald J. Trump. Yes. <laughs> we watched the best show ever. We watch a random ass show that we never saw, and then we talk about it together, and we put out an episode on Sunday night or Monday morning, or Tuesday, depending on what we think of it. <laughs> and then every week on Friday, we take $5 from you a month, and we give you some sweet pilot episodes. So yeah. That means every every pilot episode is only like a buck. Yeah, it's pretty buck good. And yeah. it's the quality of this podcast... It's um, it's the same. It's comparable. <laughs> Sometimes it's even slightly worse. <laughs> so we want to thank Go all your patrons. Want to thank all your Patreon subscribers. We're gonna at this point. I'm gonna thank these new subscribers. Yep. And we'll edit that in later. Yes. <laughs> That's behind the effort wall as well. So um, probably will never be done. <laughs> this week we did Saint Elsewhere. Now when right. you talk about series finales, this one is like historic. Famous. This is a really famous we, series. A lot finale. of times we talk about things being famously. When they're not no, necessarily famous. I just think that's a fun adjective to use. <laughs> we and use I, it for a lot of things. I'm excited to record the podcast, uh, especially with you. And J- we haven't been together a while. I know. Also, the boys are back. Yeah, and Zach's uh, just returned, I assume, from auditioning for his role as the Joker. Uh, <laughs> with his purple shirt, purple tie combination. Are you going to replace Joaquin Phoenix in next year's film? No, I'm replacing Heath Ledger in his coffin. <laughs> <They're> nice. <laughs> I'm doing this new form of method acting where you like play a dead man for a year mm, and then they work you in in post. What are they going to do about him being so attractive and you, you know. You being you. Yeah, they're going to have to make me slightly less attractive. To get, uh, <laughs> to Heath Ledger up. passed away. Some will say it was from drug abuse. Famously. Uh, no, famously. no. I think it was murdered by one of the Olsons and covered up. I think that's possible. What was her name? Mary Kate. No, it wasn't her, was it? It might have been Mary Kate. Well, it could have been Ash. It was one of the two. Yeah, that was the problem. They brought him in and they neither one would say anything and like it can't prove it, you know. Right. It was like a hall of mirrors with the Joker sort of. Yeah, they've got um they've got experience with law enforcement too, because they used to be detectives when they were like seven. <laughs> when they were six years old, they were detectives. They know so. the ropes. They, they right. know the inside, they know the traps. <laughs> they sit them down, they try to they try to lean on these girls and they've they do they've done there a million times. <laughs> I usually sit where you're sitting. But if you were to lean on one of the Olsons, they'd break real quick. <laughs> Famously thin. How wooed. <laughs> you, I do like the shirt and tie, though. I'm glad you're bringing a little class to the podcast. Thank you, brother. I do you think we should that. all start wearing suits? I think if we did, we would probably uh, just wear suit, tie, jacket, nude from the waist down. <laughs> if I know anything about how this podcast goes. That's a good idea. <laughs> New Center 5. I went to a live taping of it once and they were all wearing sweatpants underneath their, their suits really? jackets. Is that so they can just casually rub their penises <laughs> while, they, while they report the news? Well, you uh, you jack off constantly, right? I'm a big masturbator, Yeah, for sure. so if you were reading the news, do you think you might jerk one out between t- <laughs> <laughs> commercial breaks? I'd be like, oh, so uh, three died in a fire, and I came. <laughs> Them's the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did St. Elsewhere. It's a hospital show. Yes. Right. Do, do we want to start with our little writing exercise? Uh, I think both the writing actually. Ex- well, no. What, yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go get mine. Some because- people. Okay. Great. 
on some podcasts they would get into this organic, but we're fuck organics. Yeah, we're we're against them in our food. We're against them in our podcast. We're against them in our broadcasting abilities. Yes, uh, the show saying elsewhere it's it's from like the early nineties, I think. I think like ladies are nice. We should probably I should look right. That up, but it's I got Howie Mandel in it. He's like a big star in this. He's like yeah. the, he's like the fucking main character. Howie Mandel plays sort of the he looks symbol. He is a sex. Sexy guy with that big long hair, those. I feel like it's super beard. unsanitary for a doctor to have that much hair. And for a germaphobe. How he's right. famously germaphobic. That's why he shaved his head. Right. That's why he shaved his head? That yes. germs in his hair? Well, he claims, oh, I shaved my head not because of hair loss, but because I feel cleaner. But how he has a receding hairline in yeah. this show. Oh. So, uh, I'm selling that myth, Howie. <laughs> Do you okay? think the whole germaphobe thing was just to cover up the fact that he was bald? Uh, yeah, I think he didn't want to have to wear a Merkin, so instead... <laughs> there was a character in this name, Merkin. Yes, there was. There was a character named Merkin with one arm. Tennis which... player Andre Agassi, he was so freaked out about going bald, he'd wear long wigs. Really? He'd wear wigs. <laughs> long hair wigs. Under and now he's very bald, right? Yeah, he, he was going bald, like, when he was, like, Young. Was, or, like teens, he was going bald, which... Mm-hmm. That'll never be a problem for us. No. no, we got we got have a good amount of hair in this podcast. This is a hairy pod, except for the <laughs> genitals. Genitals. I'm newly shaved. Oh. Uh, I'm like a little more at right now. Who did it? Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> did he do that sweet job? Did he know how to shave a, a bigger penis as opposed to uh, what the penis is where he's from and situated? <laughs> yeah, he struggled a little bit. It took him three months. <laughs> It's like a nine acres down there. You got once you're done with the first quarter, you gotta start all over. It's like owning a boat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. So you want? What do you want to do, Zach? Uh, should we just dive into what we did to kind of like stimulate the conversation a little well, bit? Well, sure. it was pretty stimulated, but yeah, yeah we it was. It was about newscasters <laughs> masturbating in sweatpants. How how could I think that we would never? When get I think to of a guy wearing how. sweatpants, I just think about how it's easy to jack off in the sweatpants. Yeah, my friend Nick Esposito, he went to a strip club once in sweatpants, oh. and he was like, "Dude, it was amateur night, best night of my life." What? Oh. Riding their pussies on his dick through his sweatpants? Yeah. Wow. Google them, folks. What? what if you can get away with just wearing, like, nylons and that's it? <laughs> <laughs> just show up, like, in nylons. <laughs> oh, 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 ring on. Yeah. <laughs> that would be too funny. Oh, man. Okay, so the show takes place in a, an, um, in a hospital. In Boston. The hospital's in Boston. Right. St. Eligius Hospital. Yes, they call it St. Elsewhere because it was a huge... Dump. Yes, it's kind of a shitty hospital, which I thought was a nice, uh, different than like a lot of hospital movies where they're hospital shows where they're on the cutting edge. Like yeah. Doctor, what's that one about the guy who like is a heroin doctor, addict? Uh, doctor House. Doctor House, and then there's like you know Grey's Anatomy. They're at the they're yep. top notch. ER with yeah. John Stamos. Right. Yeah, yeah. St. elsewhere, that was a shithole. Absolutely. Yes, but yeah. they turned it around through hard work, friendship. And uh, inter-office romance. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's one scene in which one of those inter-office romances comes to a stop. Yes. Right? Uh, one, the coroner. The coroner, yep. The coroner. I think either one is okay. The, the coroner. The coroner is down there. Yeah. She's a sexy blonde. Kind of. She's aging. Yeah, well, I don't see age, really. Nice. No, you just see sexy. Yeah. You see, I think you mostly see breast size. <laughs> well, they were pretty nice. And um, and she's about to get broken up with 
by a dude, a doctor. I feel we're talking about the older, late. Well, oh no, there's I'm two. Setting there's up two. Why we're about to hold do up? Our... There's two interoffice romances. I was a little confused because um, I didn't recognize everyone on the well, show. Well, whatever. There's a coroner, so we decided to write That's different. So weird. We. There, we just decided to write, um, what would they be called? A autopsy. Autopsy reports yes. for, you know, one another. Yes. Okay, yeah. All right, so I'll go first. Sure. I wrote one. Okay. Listen well, to that sweet, How would babe. you, you would, you, you'd press record, right? Like, record. I don't, no, I don't think it's like a captain's log into a, <laughs> into a cassette. I, no, I believe it's want, written. If you want to interpret that way, I say go for okay. it. I'm not going to restrict you. Just Record. make sure you're not wearing sweatpants. <laughs> the patient John Paul Robert was brought in at 12.45 a.m. on October 30th, 2018. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Suspected cause of death, complications from HIV. <laughs> But after cutting into his body, I noticed the knife cut through him like butter. After more testing, I realized his body was actually made out of butter. <laughs> after years of treating his body too well, it decided that it hit peak health and moved on to conquer the afterlife. Nice. His anus was prolapsed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is likely due to years of abuse slash good times. <laughs> it didn't have anything to do with his death. But he's a great indicator of the type of guy he was. Nice. Giving. <laughs> Had the deceased not passed at this day, I believe it was long overdue because I noticed his lungs were filled with semen. <laughs> I, hope that's, I hope those are sailors in there. <laughs> that's what I hope is going on. Yep. And so, that's what I wrote. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. I wrote a corner report for, uh, I got a corner report here for a uh, blonde male in his late 20s. <laughs> with a lobster tattoo on one foot indicating a connection to New England human trafficking. Uh, subject shows extreme callousing between the toes and on calves, indicating constant use of sandals and shorts. Uh, cause of death, gunshot wound to the chest sustained while taunting a pedestrian about which one was the dog. <laughs> so be careful out there. You never know who you're going into. <laughs> oh, I got another one here. Uh, I got another one here. Brunette male with above average clit size. Uh, appears to be uh, blood related, therefore sympathetic to Kevin Spacey. Oh my god! Uh, cause of death, self-inflicted drug abuse to become the new Joker. <laughs> All right, mine included a police report because it was an act of violence. So okay. sometimes at the hospital, you don't just have the nurses, the doctors, you got the social workers, the yes cops. Yes, on one. Right? <laughs> I'm no on one, but we won't get yes into on we'll one. Be, this podcast like, will be a dive into the one. <laughs> we made UFC predictions. Let's make one prediction. Yes, uh, yeah, well, when I say dive into the one, I mean dive into the number one, the PP. <laughs> All right, here I go. Uh, Jack Burke had flunked out of his CrossFit class and was reassigned to geriatric CrossFit at a local nursing home to account for his low T and minimal muscle mass. In order to get fitter, he called the healthiest man he knew to come train him. John Paul Rivera <laughs> stood by his side as he did knee push-ups and one-leg jump rope. Oh, that's a good workout. He was doing pull-ups when he accidentally farted. <laughs> the sound of his fart threw Jack into a joyful and euphoric fit of laughter. He fell off the pull-up bar and smashed the ground. John Paul was enraged by the sophomoric <laughs> fart sound and savagely beat Jack wow. while screaming, Gilo, Gilo, Gilo. <laughs> 
That's that Chinese slur for white people. Guaylo. 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 John Paul then passed out and died. <laughs> During the beating, he had gotten very close to Jack, whose body had gotten much fitter through CrossFit and brushed up against his behind. He started to feel happy in the pizza, and all the blood began to rush to his undercarriage. Whoa. However, the undercarriage was so small that the blood got backed up and rerouted out his eyeballs. Oh! He then died. Attempts to revive him by defibrillator and vape cloud failed. <laughs> Upon inspection, the coroner thought Jack had CTE because his brain looked very stupid. <laughs> he did not. The coroner also noticed Jack's face showed unusual signs of aging. Not normal wrinkles like crow's feet or laugh lines. Jack's face had shock lines. They stemmed possibly from Jack being in awe and amazement for very normal everyday things that he considered a miracle. <laughs> Possible examples include women with big breasts <laughs> and the sweet pop of his own farts that shocked him every time they passed his finger. <laughs> He also had very worn, worn thumbs from sharing many Instagram photos of obese rappers. <laughs> John like Paul's body was unable to be obtained. Whoa. The U.S. government confiscated it because he was suspected of being a spy for the joint Chinese-Mexican espionage project, General Gao's Poyo. <laughs> <laughs> Their funeral was collective and poorly attended. <laughs> Only Jack's mom and John Paul's uncle came. <laughs> they both wore nothing but a windbreaker. <laughs> they took turns crying and eating Jack's mom's pie. Nice. Oh, man. That was an in-depth report. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what you got to get all the raise. details. I yeah. like the question mark about the end because then my body was never recovered, so you right. don't really know. No, you right. could be stowed in a van somewhere. I could be in a cruise ship being tortured by Jack Bauer from 24. Right. You could. <laughs> he could be trying you know, nibbling my knees or whatever that short piece of shit does. <laughs> He's short, everybody. Saying elsewhere. You're about his height. Shut up. <laughs> Alright, so we did Saying Elsewhere. And we haven't talked about it yet. That's uh, good, that's good. This show takes place in Boston. Yep. Boston we kid. We love doing shows about Boston. <laughs> this is when, this is the golden age of Boston, too. Yes. Back when all the sports here sucked and everyone wasn't right. so annoying. Len Bias probably came in. Uh, Howie, Howie Carr episode. probably was shot by <laughs> James Bulger and came in with a with a gunshot wound that he would milk for millions of dollars in books. <laughs> I assume Howie Carr is that famous radio host. I know Howie. Great for ages eight to eighty. <laughs> I feel like you're probably one of Howie's biggest fans. Oh, oh my God. Are you kidding me? I was up with Howie at the DJT rally. <laughs> is he a DJT man? He introduced DJT up in Maine a few times because he's from that area. Wow. Nice. Good for him. Uh, I thought he would be palling up with, an, uh, with a criminal like he did before with uh, with James Bulger. He wrote a book critical of the Bulgers. Yeah, but they were in it together. <laughs> they were False flag. To False flag. <laughs> Do you think they served clam chowder in the dining hall at the hospital? At, uh, at St. At Allegis? Yeah. Who is St. Allegis? Do you know? No, I don't know. Mm, Catholic boy. Not yeah, going well, to heaven now. Yeah, no. That's the number one question. <laughs> It's identifying saints by mugshot photos. Saint Allegis. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. Why do you think it's called Saint Elsewhere? 
Dude, I we went over this. No, no, but why you the... want to go anywhere else yeah. but there. Saying else, it's a real, it's like, picture it, you know, it's like a place you don't want to end up. Oh, man. It's you know. like a dump. Oh, okay. So, now I know. I'm looking up St. Eligius. Cool. Right. All right, go ahead. You look up St. Eligius. We'll talk more about uh I spelled it E-L-I-H-U-S. Nice. That's pretty close, That's right? right. That'll get it. Uh, now, this, uh, this series finale, I think, is a little different than a lot of the other series finales done. The one I would compare it to the most is probably... What was that Southern show we did right at the beginning? This is interesting. Heart of Dixie. Heart, Heart of Dixie, Dixie yeah. right. Because it's a very meta series finale. They like yes. know they're ending it, and they keep referencing it. Like for instance, Howie Mandel, one of the people he has a treat is the classic opera fat lady. Yes, at the end, right? right. And she, her throat, uh, she's got laryngitis. He needs yes. to treat her throat so that she can sing to close out the show. Fat don't shows not over until the fat lady sings. Right. right. And Howie Mandel keeps talking about how it's his last day. What else is referenced in the show that's like... A plane crashes into the hospital. And it does Remarkably small news story and damage <laughs> to the hospital. Right. They sort of just move on from it immediately. Yeah. A man dies in the hospital. Like, the head of the hospital also dies. Dr. Auslander. Dr. Auslander. He dies, and then the day, they, they basically have a funeral for him like, within, like, five minutes, and everybody just moves on really quickly from all these things. I like the shows like this where they, like, just throw shit at you constantly. Right. They don't dwell on it, like... Oz was like this a lot too, where it was like something happens, boom, 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 let's keep moving, move, 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 move. Right, right, right. Lots right. of stuff to digest. They, they, they tied it up like in a a knot or whatever. Yeah, they put a bow on it. They put a bow on it. That's what I meant. They tied it up like a knot. Yeah, like a very beautiful knot. <laughs> a beautiful knot you put on your uh, sports car that you give to your lady on Christmas. Saint <laughs> not. Saint Allegius is the patron saint of goldsmiths, other metal workers, and coin collectors. That's oh. very weird. Yeah, he's the saint of Jews, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! No, I disavow. Redacted. Oh, what? <laughs> Redacted 100%. We stand together against anti-Semitism in the United States and all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> that was me putting the mic down and exiting the show. Right, right. Yeah, we don't know when this is going to be released. So right. We don't know what day this was recorded or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know why you would make any kind of link between the Jewish people and anything other than <laughs> they're very kind. We love them. We love all people. Right. I... Yep. Um... <laughs> it is great. Okay, so... Let's talk about the show. So yeah. Man. Wait, so St. Allegiance, I actually do... We, we edited everything out already. Okay. said redacted. And uh, <laughs> I, that's very odd. That is odd that that is even a saint, and it's weird that he would become a patron saint of a hospital. That's very strange. Yeah, I don't get the connection. I'm Maybe sure it's because of metal workers. Uh, Maybe it's for, like, local guys. You know? Yeah, it's, it's for a big a... union hospital. Yeah, it's, it be. Yeah, it's for it poor be. people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're in a weird foot now. <laughs> it's in the, for the common man, I guess. I don't know. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. So there was some great stars It in would the be show. great if you guys could bail Holly me out. Holly Mandel was yeah. in the show. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington in the credits of the show. Yes, <laughs> in the opening segment. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see Denzel Washington, Howie Mandel. There was probably some other folks. Uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Yes. Yeah. He was a big star in the show. Mr. Feeney, he had a, a storyline where his wife, you know, he had been estranged from his wife and then mm -hmm. she got a job 
in Ohio, and she was going to leave, and he was very upset that his estranged yes. wife was taking a job, because he thought they were getting back together. Right. They right. were going to smash again, a little boom, boom. That guy was so old. How? I mean, you think he was smashing at that age? He'd have to ask his doctor if he was heart healthy. But, <laughs> but he is a doctor. Can't he just send a text to himself? No, it's right. like barbers. You can't do it yourself. You uh, got to get it from the guy next to you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. um, Yeah, he was very upset about that. But that's not the only romance we saw on the show. We also saw a woman. I don't even know who it was. But she was upset because her husband disappeared, but then he came back. back. Yes. yes. There were three romances. They were married, and she was like, he disappeared. And then he comes back, he's like, I was just catching the waves out in surfing safari. Little tie-in to yeah. John from Cincinnati. He yeah. went out to find himself spiritually <laughs> on the waves. And he did bring a little boy to go with. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, he came back, and when he said he caught the biggest wave of his life, the yeah. most incredible wave, and he said he knew... That when he was finished writing it, that all he wanted to do was tell her about it. And that's yeah. how he knew that they were right. supposed to be together. That's pretty special. That sounds like a great way to go off and cheat on your wife for months and then just be like, it's all okay. <laughs> do you guys think right. that she was kind of a pushover for just accepting him back and I presume banging him in the storage closet they Well, I think they had had a child together because she's, he says he was afraid of being a dad. So oh, yeah. she probably had no time to even pine after him. Because she had had this kid. Do you think so. that makes it worse to disappear on your family when you have a kid in the mix? or do you make, make No, it I think that? it makes it much more understandable. <laughs> very effective way to raise a child. So I, I think know. it's good. No, good that's stuff. good. You know, I you came the most I've ever come. And when I was finished, I thought, you know who I'd like to be with right now? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good story. You know who probably told that story? Uh, Ted Kennedy probably told it one time in his life. Ted Kennedy, he probably cut funding to St. Allegis. No, he probably would have gotten funding because he needed it because he needed an ER to be there for him when he killed another woman. <laughs> he needed an ambulance around. Do you think that they would have brought her into the St. Allegis and he would have been like, just disappear, just put her in the basement? <laughs> no, I think she would be dead and then he would call them at 9 a.m. the next day and say, oh, maybe go check it out. I don't know. Dude, Ted Kennedy, we're speaking all of the dead. But we're speaking positively of another no. dead woman, so... Mary Jo Capiche. Yeah, who, so it kind of... Fuck her. No. Wow. <laughs> You're really going to speak ill of Mary Jo Capiche. Yeah. We don't know what she was doing. She could have been... She could have been yapping, yapping. Maybe. You know, the socks are on. Joe Costiglione. It's possible. I'm again. not saying that this is true. But in a world, it could be possible... That she was an early Islamic terrorist, and that she was <laughs> confessing her plans to Ted Kennedy, and that he drove them off the bridge to save America. He saved millions in that one act. Pretty actually, pretty selfish. Shamelessly cut out of the movie. Right. Selfless, selfless. It's kind of like man. the flags on the shoulder of the first man controversy <laughs> of the, the movie, but the first man in the movie they didn't put enough U.S. flags in it. What oh, was the first man? First Man is a movie about the, fir the first astronauts to go to the moon, and some people on Twitter were upset that, that the U.S. flag was like not on the patches or whatever. Uh, Zach, who was your first man? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Pretty good, Joe. Well, uh, no. well, they're going to remake the movie, actually, because people are so upset about it, and they're going to remake it. They're going to remake First Man, but it's going to be themed around... Uh, they're basically going to tie in this together with Rokeback Mountain. And, uh, <laughs> we already know who can play Heath Ledger. I actually heard they were going to remake the whole thing, and uh, playing Neil Armstrong is going to be Vern Troyer, wow. and it's called Half Man. <laughs> well, um, okay. 
Heath Ledger, by the way, I'm pretty sure was the top in that relationship. Was he in with mm-hmm. Ennis Del yeah. Mar and no, Jake G- Gyllenhaal? Jake and... Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Who says this? Who says Ennis Del Mar before they say Jake that Gyllenhaal? Ennis Del Mar. Who's Ennis Del Mar? Ennis Del Mar was the character. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Whose character was he? I don't know. All right. You were just focused on the sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen your copy of it. It's just all right, highlighted, right. and then he sucked my farts. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was a good movie, though. I mean... Yeah, I bet you liked it. Yeah, you can't knock that. <laughs> it is a good movie, directed by Ang Lee, who also directed... Ang Lee? Yes. <laughs> I'm very... T- I'm nervous around you right now. <laughs> I... I don't worry about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Damn, dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Denzel Washington in the credits, not in the show. I wonder if what he moved on to at this point. Probably Philadelphia. You think so? Yeah, he's probably took an internship in Philadelphia, become mm. a big star there. Wasn't he in the movie Philadelphia? He was in the movie was Philadelphia. Philadelphia about AIDS? Yes, it was about not just AIDS. It was the but prequel it was about... to Brokeback Mountain. Oh God! <laughs> it was redacted disavowal. It was also about discrimination that people with yes. the HIV/AIDS virus face in the world. Yeah. In what year? Uh, f- night two fifteen eighty four. Yeah, the last time that happened was. was Damn. Uh, it was set in uh, Sussex, England. <laughs> no, wow. No, no, I'm just kidding. The movie Philadelphia was Listen, in Sussex, England. Uh, all right. St. Elsewhere. Let's talk about Where it. do you think Denzel was? I think Denzel was... He was probably on set at a different movie. He'd become a star. Interesting idea. I don't think he was on set at a movie. Me Denzel, either. he's a hero. So what I think was actually going on was that he had traveled back in time to enlist in the 54th Regiment of the U.S. Civil War, <laughs> doing research before he took his star-making turn as black guy with a unique name in that movie. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know he had a unique... He had a name, and uh, I'm sorry I don't know it, but he was in that movie, and he won an Oscar. Glory. Glory. Yeah, the movie's Glory. Glory. Oh, also famously... Uh, James Broderick, is that his name? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Ba- uh, like <laughs> Matthew Broderick. A lot, Broderick. <laughs> a lot like Ted Kennedy murdered an Islamic terrorist with his car. <laughs> he killed a woman in France? In Ireland. Did he kill oh, two? Ireland? I think yeah. he killed two people. Yeah. Right? Well, two, yeah, two Islamic terrorist Irish women. Damn. So, Ferris had a rough day off, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that the saddest part, yeah, the saddest part about that was that uh, he thought that if he just put the car in reverse and then lifted it up, <laughs> that the deaths would magically go away. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. If you've seen Ferris Bueller, you are dying laughing right now. Yeah, if you haven't, definitely go check if it out. If you have seen it, but you might be laughing. But if you are related to those women that are dead, you might not be laughing as hard. So I've apologize. heard that's actually a huge part of our listener base. <laughs> <laughs> but it was wrong. It's wrong to kill people with cars. Yeah, it is. Unless, uh, unless you're a transformer, <laughs> then it's un. You can't help it. Yes, uh, or a living car. Zach, you chose the show. <laughs> I don't think I did. You definitely did. No, I texted it, but I did not choose it. Well, the... I had never even heard of it. Okay. And I famously don't well, like Well, why did we choose this? Because the end is a classic. That's right. This, uh, the ending of the show, it's uh, perplexing. I mean, I don't know how it was received at the time, mm. but uh, 
one of the characters that get interested in the show is one of the characters I think who is making returns. His name is Doctor Westfall. Doctor yeah. Westfall has a son who is autistic. Yeah, this is before people really knew. I think a lot about autism. Doctor Westfall is very old to have a nine, ten year old. It might son. be a nephew. Maybe it's his nephew. Yeah. Could be a grandson. It should be. Oh, you think so? I don't know. Maybe he's like Doctor Femi and he's fucking into his older age. <laughs> That could be. That yeah, could it be could it. be. Yeah. You he can be, be an it, When Dr. Feeney fucks into his older age, you know what he does? He gives his wife a baby and then says, boy, meet world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you th- so, Feeney. Yes. He is trying to fuck that woman. That er, His wife. That, yeah. <laughs> She's moving to Cleveland without him. Yep. Would you move to Cleveland for love? Yes. Oh. Cleveland's a good town. Cleveland, Ohio. They have uh, a free art museum with some good integration of technology. Nice. Setting of a Drew Carey show. Right, so Mimi's probably walking the streets. Uh, you can hang out and pe- burn LeBron James jerseys, jerseys I yep. guess. Yep. Yeah. People are upset at LeBron James. They have King a James, casino. They have a casino <laughs> right really? downtown, yeah. That's cool. Nice. All right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's a good one. I've been to the Rock and Roll, rock and roll Hall of Fame. What were you doing there? I was uh, lobbying for the podcast to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was, this needs to be entered into the Library of Congress and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because every time we get together, we rock. <laughs> and we roll. Yeah. We talk well, about, about stuff with no regard to recent tragedies in the news. <laughs> so we're true rock uh, and rollers. I'm truly in my head about that one, folks. <laughs> I, I don't feel great don't about it. Don't worry about it. Um, we are recording this don't on uh, October 10th, 2018. So. <laughs> um, okay, so so wait. Oh, yeah, so the big reveal is that this doctor has this autistic son. Yep. And then he goes, oh, my autistic son is always just staring at that globe. I guess I'll never understand autism. That's true. And as, as this is happening... The Howie Mandel has treated the opera singer. The fat lady is singing. singing. Yeah. The, the weather outside is getting more intense. The weather right. outside is frightful. Yeah. Right. And, and then it pans but out. Autism is so delightful. <laughs> and as long as you've no place to go, focus on one thing because it's all you can do. <laughs> um, yeah, as the weather gets really intense, we, we cut to a, a, oh, a really jarring scene. A construction worker comes home from a tough day working construction. Yep. Working construction. And who is there? Tommy Westfall, the autistic boy who was in the hospital. Now he's in the home of a construction worker. You're like, what's yeah. going on here? Right. How, why is this autistic boy hanging out with construction workers? <laughs> yeah, is there something untoward going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, the contractor comes in, he's talking to his dad. His dad has been watching the boy. And he says, do you give you any trouble? He said, nope. He just does what he did every day. Stare into that snow globe. You know what I like? The dad was reading the newspaper, too. It was very relaxed. There wasn't a lot of screen yeah. time in the house. I yeah. like that. And then you see what's in that snow globe? But the hospital saying elsewhere. That's right. They revealed that the entire series... Was the was inside the imagination of an autistic boy mm-hmm. fantasizing about a show where Howie Mandel and Denzel Washington <laughs> shared a cast? Right. <laughs> Only from that imagination could something so crazy happen. Which makes you think because this did feature prominently in the opening scene a orange line train just going right through the scene. Oh it was a shit! A big part of yes. the opening thing. It's in Boston. Are we in an autistic kid's mind right now? You know what? It would be impossible to say. 
It would be. You're right. Hey. 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 Uh, s- slow down with the mass shootings, kid. Because <laughs> they're really messing up our podcast. What did you think about it? I don't love it, uh, but I, it doesn't make me angry. It just seems it's... odd that, like, of all the things that anyone, autistic or not, could be daydreaming about while looking into a globe is a hospital workplace drama. That just <laughs> is... I think we, you know, Jack especially, constantly talks about how these series finales are boring. They don't take risks. They don't do anything yes, crazy. And this don't. is an example of something doing really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's not action-packed. When I say crazy, <laughs> I mean titties. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> like, if that autistic kid had a nice rack, like a big old, big old watermelons... <laughs> Yeah, this construction worker comes home and he's like, Dad, did uh, did Tina give you any trouble? And he goes, no. She just did what she did every day. She stares in that globe and plays with her big old titties. <laughs> hey, thanks for letting me watch her. <laughs> now, now we're talking about risk takers in the writing room. Absolutely. I think probably... She's shaking the snow globe, but her boobs are jiggly. <laughs> That's the last shot in the show. Yeah. Zooming in on the snow globe and the big titties bouncing up. It's three globes. It's a ref. It's a reference to. It's a reference to. Uh, fuck. What's that Arnold? Schwar- it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with the three titties. Say, I'm not going anywhere. Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler. Oh, uh, uh, you and Dupree. Remembering stuff. Uh, Total Recall. It's a reference to. Forget it. I should. If I oh, remember. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was a good risk. I thought it was cool. It, it was risky. I'll it made it this something that's like part of television. Can history. I look right. up St. Elsewhere finale real quick? Can we see what the people are saying? Yeah, you can look it up. But while you do that, I'm going to tell you more about the context. Cause I'd actually right. heard of this show. Oh, really? Years and years ago. Right. In the early days of the internet, you know, when it was all crazy, I remember stumbling across a fan website that talked about this specifically. And one of the things that they talked about was that. St. Elsewhere was not a self-contained show. It crossed over with another show called Homicide, Life in the Streets, which was very, very popular. Right. And on Homicide, uh, one of the detectives investigated a character on the show for murder, a character named Dr. Turner. So that means Homicide is also part of the same universe, and that means it's right. also inside the head of Tommy Westfall. But we don't stop there. Because <laughs> other shows crossed over with that, they crossed over with that, yes. and as of today... The Tommy Westfall Autistic Boy Universe comprises 419 television shows. Does it really? That have all crossed over with shows that have crossed oh, over yeah. with Elsewhere, including shows that we have watched yes. in the past. Yes, yep. Shows like 24, part of the universe. Are you kidding? Shows like 90210, Beverly Hills 90210, American Horror Story, Oz, Star Trek The Next Generation, Touched by an Angel, Whoa. all part of the show's that are related to this show, and therefore inside the head of this amazing autistic boy. This boy, he is God unto himself. He has created billions of hours of entertainment. Wow. You know what else is in there? Cheers. Cheers, nice. And New Heart. Whoa. New Heart, another show that is a fantasy of another character. Who, right. Someone played themselves in Cheers at least once, right? Who's someone who played themselves in Cheers? Kelsey Grammer. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think, like, in Touched by an Angel, it was the retarded kid who blew up all those children? 
Do you oh. think that maybe that was the autistic kid's like competition or something? Yeah. He, like hated he, that kid, yeah. so he put him to jail I think jail he had some life. very complex fantasies in there. <laughs> Gary Hart. Who's Gary Hart? Was he a uh, Senator Gary Hart? Played himself on Cheers. On Cheers. Which crossover with Tommy Westfall. Which universe. is in the Tommy Westfall universe. Which means we are in the Tommy Westfall universe right now. Which means. We can still erase what Ted Kennedy did <laughs> that one day. Tommy, give me bigger dong. I want a big old dong. That would be amazing. Inches. If you why did you go to bed tonight and you wake up with just a huge cock? I don't know what. I guess that'd be great. <laughs> guess. <laughs> That would be crazy, dude. You you are really fixated on large <laughs> hogs and large hams. But what? Then you find out it was just a tumor. Now you have to go to seeing elsewhere to oh, get it removed. Hopefully, I get Denzel. <laughs> like, can we get Denzel from the credits in here? He knows how to work with these things. You white doctors don't know what you're doing. Denzel. What are you oh, looking up? Oh, someone wrote about the St. Elsewhere finale at 30 on Vulture. Maybe we can do the little assigned reading for our fans. Somebody oh, read a little article and send us in an email. <laughs> Zach yes. is such a fucking old guy. He's like assigned reading. <laughs> assignments. So, so yeah, that is actually wicked interesting. I love that. Yeah, I remember reading about it like years and years ago. What? The biggest, there's like a whole grid that you can look up online where like homicide crossed over with X-Files, which crossed over with like all this other stuff and it just spread like a virus. Right. And these shows, they're still on the air. It might be years and years before this thing finally... Before the Stops. virus It will probably itself. never end. I would say that's probably true. I would have said before that it would eventually come to an end, but now TV shows come back after like 10-year right. hiatus. Right, right. So it probably in our lifetimes, we might... In fact, let's do. Let's pledge right now. Let's pledge right now. Let's pledge. That if the Tommy Westfall universe comes to a close, this podcast will end with it. Whoa. Let's say the pledge. Saint Allegius to the flag. <laughs> Damn. That's pretty wild. I, I'm all in now. Now I love the autistic kid thing. Now that it... Do you think they knew that that's what would happen? I really don't. Yeah, they yeah, don't. The I don't even Westfall. think they knew they were getting canceled. <laughs> um, what's your favorite crossover in the television, like, between two shows? Uh, Family Matters and... Uh, and um, No, that's not a good one. Hold on, I'll think of one. What about you, Zach? Uh, I'd... Larry David brought two of his cho- like brought his children onto Hannah Montana once, and I thought that was cool. That was a cool example of a famous person can do whatever they want. Well, you know what I got one. I got one. It was when uh, it was when Razor Ramon showed up on WCW Nitro, and he told the crowd that you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> and what was that? That I was what Razor Ramon said. That was Razor Ramon. terrible Razor Ramon. Hey, Chico. <laughs> You don't Who's, like my Razor Ramon? Here's a toothpick in your eye. Who's Razor Ramon? <laughs> Razor Ramon was a pro wrestler in the 90s who was modeled after Scarface. Okay. Yeah. He was cool. But then he became a terrible drug addict. and they had Scarface! Scott Hall, big into sobriety now because he was a huge drunk and drug addict. Scarface yeah. is Cuban, right? Scarface is Cuban. Al Pacino? Questionable whether he's Is or not. there a crossover between Scarface and JFK by Oliver Stone where those gay Cubans assassinate John Kennedy? That's another those Cuban Cuban culture, very sort of uh, casually thrown around in the early nineties because you had you know, that area because you had you know, Joe Pesci was playing one of the gay Cubans, which yes. is not uh, Cuban. Uh, in, what? in a 
in Scarface, Robert Loja plays a Cuban guy. He's not. He's <laughs> Who's white. Robert Loja? I can't. Uh, I don't know. White guy. White. He's very white. Yes. White Wait, as hell. What was the name of the autistic kid? Tommy Westfall. Tommy Westfall. Are there any? Did he ever die in a feature films? Tommy Westfall in his mind. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Did he ever do? Did he ever do a movie? I think he was in uh, Inconvenient Truth with Al Gore. Yeah, I think he was in. Um, he was in Three Titties, the movie, <laughs> the sequel to Total Recall. <laughs> um, Would three titties be the perfect amount of titties? Do you think that's uh, too many? Or I'm never talking about tits again. I'm straight on dicks. <laughs> oh, nice. It would be interesting if we could go a whole episode without a breast. A woman's breast. All right. Well, then, uh, I guess I'm just out of the podcast. Thanks for nothing. One of the characters in the show is named Pearson, <laughs> and uh, he has uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. What's very that? Very sad. And this guy does not want to die. He doesn't want to be in the hospital, but we see him get rushed in. He's possibly having a heart attack, and then they find out he's got these polyps all over him. That guy's famous. He became. He started doing other movies after this. Other shows. I've seen that actor before. Mm. <laughs> when they're who in- would have thought? Not a one-off actor in Hollywood. You don't say there's career mobility. A couple of other actors in this were some were some other stuff too, but I can't remember any of them. Yeah, I know they're all kind of B actors besides Denzel and Howie. Like they're all faces that I would are say recognized. Howie Mandel is also a B actor. Yeah, but he just has become he's, he's on you, deal or no deal. If you had to make an all decade team of celebrities, Howie might make it for like oh two to oh eight. <laughs> You can't discount how popular Deal or No Deal was. Yeah, what do you think is Howie Mandel's most popular piece of thing he's ever been in? Germophobia, I think. <laughs> Howie Mandel's most popular fact is his fun fact. Yeah, that's true. I guess Deal or No Deal was his most he famous He was in a thing. movie called Little Monsters with Fred Savage. Oh, that was sketchy as hell. I hated that movie. Really? Oh, I my God, it was so scary. Oh, you were scared. I, I thought the little... The, the monsters were nice in the movie. No, they were try- they were harvesting kids. Yeah, but he was a fun guy. He yeah. was like Peter Pan. <laughs> it was sketchy, dude. I remember watching that at Corey Tuthill's house. And you was... always drop the full names. So, yeah. no... <laughs> so Corey Tuthill, tell me about this guy. <laughs> Which one was the dog? <laughs> sweet, sweet, man. But yeah, that really freaked me out when he did that. He was in Little Monsters. He wore a bunch of makeup. Probably started his germophobia. Right. Wearing yeah. that makeup. Um, yeah, no. His most famous is Deal or No Deal. What is he doing now? He's America's Got Talent now, right? Who cares, though? That stuff snooze, though. Actually, he's teaming up with another Howie. Him and Howie Carr are doing a new show <laughs> where they uh, they investigate the germs on various uh, murder mobsters. <laughs> Howie and Howie. Did you take any notes? Didn't we take some notes? Yeah, I took some there notes. There were some good moments notes, here, yeah. right? I got notes right here. Yeah, what do you want to say? We talked about Pearson. What is- we talked about the... Program. Oh, there was a funny part where there's a Japanese chick... Oh, and, uh, yeah. and, and she's like a doctor or a nurse. And, uh, yeah. And now he goes, hey, it's my last day. Will you do the Godzilla thing? And she's like, oh, Godzilla, Godzilla. She does like a sing-songy Asian accent. Yeah. Right. Howie loves it. Can't get enough of it. She kind of loves it, too. She's like, ah, you're my buddy. Yeah. It was well-received by everyone at the <laughs> Yes. Um... Now, those are not the kind of office gags you get into now. You do different office gags. Yes, like uh, reading glasses. Reading glasses. Um, Have you considered doing voices at the office? You know. Let's uh, try this. Let me try this. Oh, Zachary. (laughs) Are you up for a great, are you up for a crazy weekend? (laughs) 
Wait, no. You got anything going on this weekend? I <laughs> hope not. <laughs> oh, very dishonorable. So your your whole job is kind of voices, John Paul. No, no. <laughs> uh, I don't even have a job. I don't even. I don't have. A were job. there right. any famous? <laughs> were there any famous colonial like Asian immigrants in the U.S.? Ooh, good question. Asian immigrant? No, uh, no. I don't really think so. Who no. was the first Asian in colonial New England? Because Jackie Chan. You know there were there were African. People like from Barbados, like Tichaba, who was a free African person yeah. around. So it kind of makes me wonder. And then there was the guy who died in the Boston Massacre, the black guy. 16, Chris Bissadix. He was also... Um, he was free. He was also Native American, too. They, they he said. was, yeah. Wow. He was Native yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Luzonians. There was some Filipinos who came really early. Who else is Native American? Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, hold on. Did we? Isn't there someone in the U.S. Senate now or something? <laughs> I'm off the shit. No. I'm <laughs> Hold on, I want to see this. Oh, look at this. Captain rescued a captain rescued five shipwrecked Japanese sailors in 1841. Four of them left in Honolulu, and then one of them came to Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Manjiro Nakahama. 1841 Whoa. is well after the colonial era. It is. It's Damn, very... Damn, you got owned. The the answer might be zero. Yeah, which is it's very possible. Very when I, crazy. Uh, when I researched this, I didn't find really any, like... It's tough to find anybody. I mean, Boston was a poor town, but, like, I don't think there was a lot of, like, records of sailors and stuff like that, so it's difficult to find stuff on people that were basically not white and wealthy and owned homes and land here in that era. But there probably were sailors coming in all the yeah, time because it was right. one of the busiest ports in the British Empire. But that's also, like... Why do you even want to hear the other perspectives? Rich white guys, that's what you want to hear about. Yeah. It is kind of odd that, you know, the world has always been big. There wasn't, like, one Chinese guy hanging out in, like, Newton or something. <laughs> <laughs> like in 1801, you know? That's a little odd to me. That is odd. I don't see how it connects to saying elsewhere. I think it's odd, but I also think it's wrong, and I condemn the past for being racist. Yes, yes. we do. Con yes. yes, we do condemn that, and we, I condemn the future for its racism as well. Yes, we condemn all of time. Anything Tommy Westfeld <laughs> thought up, we have condemned. Do you think it's a really can't find anything? All right. do, do you think they're going to be able to make shows like this anymore with all the romance in the office? Because like that's like not you know you I don't think that. that's the main problem. I think just like knowing nothing about autism and making up <laughs> an alternate universe probably the less accurate. It's interesting though because this one sort of raises people with autism to the level of gods. Right, they can right. Whole universes within themselves, and if you anger them, they will strike out at you with their powers. Yeah. Which, um, also bad, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't know, because one guy was cheating on his wife at the office. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where a guy has, like, brought his son to work, and he, then another doctor comes in, and they clearly had had some kind of amorous situation. What's amorous mean? Loving. Uh, loving. Sexual. Ooh. Butt, butt stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amore is Italian for anal. <laughs> Uh, the, one of the things the show though did though, it, you know, altered the consciousness of how people viewed people with autism, and for self, it affected me because when I first like <laughs> went out to Los Angeles, I wanted to be a hotshot writer, so I would just uh, find someone with autism and sit next to them with a notepad all day, <laughs> thinking that they had a hit show or even several just running through their minds all the time. I would bring, you know, 
like uh, those chattering teeth. And I'd be like, here, hold this. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> you got something about like maybe a comedy club or maybe something about like uh, somewhere where it's really cold. Does that make you think it's really cold? Nothing. Nothing from very non-interactive. This kid. No, they're, yeah, they, they're not. They're not very interactive. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> do you think that? Uh, what would you do if you had an autistic kid? I would love the kid like my own. Uh, no issues yeah. at all. I agree, hundred percent. Would you be disappointed if your autistic kid couldn't write a ten-season show? Uh, I'd be disappointed in any of my kids if they can't if they can't be, make it big in Hollywood. So. If you had a child who was autistic but a savant in something, what would you want them to be a savant in? Oh, good question. So uh, I would say. Uh, Ooh, that is a good question. I would say bringing up Ted Kennedy's past at dinner parties. <laughs> I would want my kid to master that. That stuff. would be hilarious, actually. That uh, would be funny if you just brought like your autistic kid all the time. He's bringing up Chappaquiddick. Skydiving. That's what I would want my kid to be. A <laughs> that would be a very expensive habit. Right. But of course, you would have all the royalties from the Tommy Westfall universe. So. <laughs> also, how do you find out that he loves skydiving? Yeah, I think you know how. <laughs> um, I love him. He's my boy. <laughs> I get, yes. Uh, what would I do? Um, you know what? I'll probably can't. I can't think of anything not offensive, so I'm just gonna skip it and we'll okay. go to the next thing. There's nothing Very wrong mature. with that. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to be better at this. <laughs> Uh, I want my kid to be a savant at tastefully and nimbly <laughs> dancing around issues there that you go. can be divisive. What about, or I'd want him to be a kick-ass UFC fighter. Wow, that's right. an interesting idea. A.K.A. John Jones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like him, yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Do you see many autistic fighters? Uh, yes, there's one by the name of Conor McGregor, <laughs> who, uh, who that's a, uh, focuses actually a good on question. one thing, and that's, uh, and that's, uh, making, uh, MMA much worse to watch for everybody, because he wants to go off and box and, you know, race cars or whatever, and he doesn't want to be a, a, a fighting champion. Yeah, well, he got his ass kicked by Nabib Gabagadabababab. That's true. Let's and, say um, his name and remember and it. <laughs> I don't know, he was Nabib a cheater. Gabagadabababab. Do you think Jesus was autistic? No. no. <laughs> you really, you really focused in on this, and you said you were just trying not to be offensive. And Do you, you like lasered in on this like you had it yourself? What? Right. Uh, what about the gospel of Christ <laughs> makes you think that he is autistic? Well, when he's on the cross, you know everybody's trying to make eye contact with him, and he was just staring at the ceiling. You know. <laughs> Come on, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> That was okay. You're not giving that one credit, and it deserved a little more. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it was something, you know? Uh, it's better than what I've been given, that's for sure. <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right. What else can we talk about about autism? <laughs> Should we just talk about the show? Could we talk about St. Elsewhere? Yes, talk about St. Elsewhere. It'd be the first time you said anything about it. <laughs> uh, I brought up Where's Denzel. Yeah, this is a, t a, a true... Uh, a true tr tradition here in the podcast. Jack accuses Zach of, of being silent the whole podcast, then Zach has to justify his existence by mentioning stuff that he's said in the past. A true team effort. Yes. Well, what else? Continue. Well, uh, remember the love affair we were talking about before you brought up nine different versions of the question of would you love your autistic son? You're going to get Howie Mandel to host that game show. <laughs> uh, 
Would you guys, uh, what would you think if you were brought to St. Elsewhere with a devastating traumatic injury? I would be like, I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Would you, what hospital would you prefer to be taken to? Beth, Beth Israel? No, no, Matt, MGH. Mass, Mass General is a good one. I liked the, the one in Keene State. They, they had a good hospital there. I liked the nurses there. They were really good. How would they vote on one? Uh, probably no. Yeah. New Hampshire anti-union. Right. You know? Yes on one. No on one. Why? Nice. Wait, wait, why do you think yes on one, John Because I've seen a lot of signs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. I, I use the ace of base method when it comes to voting. I saw the sign. <laughs> I opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. <laughs> Life is demanding. Are you going to vote? Do you have a address? Uh, of course, yeah. I'll, I'll vote. Why are you winking? <laughs> I'm winking because I, I'm crying from my love, <laughs> my passion for the democratic process. Do you think Tommy Westfall has already thought of who you're going to vote, or it's up to Oh, chance? so we're, we're going up, we're, we're, we're offering up the free will clause to yes. Tommy Westfall now. <laughs> uh, no, I think Tommy Westfall, he's got it all figured out. So I think that whatever choice I make, uh, that hopefully that... X Files will cross over with my life. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, get a little uh, Mulder Scully action. If you could be like, if you could do a show where you you had a cameo on it, what show would you want to do? Any Buffy show? the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, I love that show. And what would you be, Buffy's bra? <laughs> I would be. Um, uh, I would be. Uh, uh, I would be Buffy's. Um, car wash attendant. <laughs> but I'm. I'm very. I got. A, I got a mouth on me. Okay. I eat her pussy <laughs> while I'm washing her car. Damn, that's good work. Yeah. And Are you washing the car with her pussy juice? No. That's a terrible. I'd <laughs> be terrible. I assume that doesn't do a good no, job. No, it is self cleaning. So. There the vagina? Go. Yes. Yeah, we'll check your pH later. <laughs> <laughs> Zach? Uh, the Office. It was a fun show. They had the ability to write on different characters one off. Oh. What should I do? Oh, sorry. I'd rather um, be eating someone's hoo-ha <laughs> on a famous traditionally female-led show. I'm a feminist, then. What can I say? <laughs> I'd be Tommy Westfall's love interest on St. Elsewhere. Nice. <laughs> Who do you think Tommy I Westfall... I want to point out that that kid is definitely over 18 by now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who do you think Tommy Westfall like was most fond of? Who do you think was really the most beloved? I think it was character? probably Howie Mandel. I think it was probably that orange line train from the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> now I'm doing it. <laughs> How do you ride the orange line ever, Zach? Uh, not as frequently as I ride the red line mm-hmm. or uh, the bus, but I do occasionally get on the orange. What's your line. bus number? Uh, you can find me on the 1, the 66, the 86, sometimes. Whoa. Maybe yeah. I could take the 71, but I never do. That's pretty cool, man. Pretty Why don't we do cool. a role play? We've mined saying elsewhere for all the autism jokes we could. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Let's do a role play. Yeah, let's do a I role I think play. Uh, Jack would like to suggest that Zach be the non-responsive Tommy Westfall to reprise <laughs> his role as the silent contributor to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'll be, um... I'll be Denzel. All right, you'll oh, be Denzel. Okay. You'll you be can Denzel. only speak in real Denzel lines. Do you know enough? <laughs> yes. King Kong again. Do you? Yeah. All, yeah. Right. all right, all right. That's I your like that role. Idea. That's a good idea. So you're Denzel Washington. Um, I will be uh, Pearson, the guy with uh, heart attack slash Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'll be Feeney. And I'm being admitted into the hospital for a second time. Yes. 
Okay. Oh, Doc, Doc, you gotta check me out. I feel like my Hodgkin's lymphoma is no longer in remission. It feels like I've got these nodes all over my body and they're killing me, Doc. You know what? It sounds like you know everything you need to know. I'm gonna go uh, talk to my wife now. Doc, I mean, I'm sitting here. I think I might be dying. I really need help. I mean, I took the... I tried to take the one here, but uh, the, <laughs> but there were protesters in the road. <laughs> there were protesters in the road. What yeah. was going on? They're protesting. Uh, people voting no on one. <laughs> they trying to they're trying to stand up for nurses here. Oh, hey, right. why don't you smoke a little bit of this, Jake? You think that'll cure me, Doctor Denzel? Yeah, I didn't know you smoke PCP, Jake. It's medical marijuana, and um, instead of getting new nurses for question one. We're just giving everyone weed. Oh, well, he said there's PCP in that. Is that like a new treatment? Uh, no, it's just whatever we can is get that, off the is street. That, does that stand for prescribed chemotherapy uh, pharmaceuticals? No, it doesn't, Jake. <laughs> it's going to make you fly, Jake. <laughs> oh, well, I'll take that then. Here we go. Let me just get ahead of that. Oh. You know, I feel better. <laughs> It's true. You know what? It's true what they say about this city. Boston is a racist place, so I'm, I'm suspicious of you, doctor. Do you feel good enough to go outside and protest now? Uh, I think I do. I think I'm going to go out there and protest and lend my voice to the Yes on One movement. This is no democracy. <laughs> you think football is fun? Wait, so Denzel doesn't even believe we should have referenda before the people. He feels as though... You think football be... is fun? No, I don't, because I've seen the CTE patients in here, okay? I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't dance unless I hear some music. I will not be intimidated. This is just the way it is. Well, you know what? Why don't you work when you come in and you clock in, Denzel? You walk around here, you make a mockery of the football players. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone's at the door. Who could it be? It's me. It's your wife, Dr. Feeney. Oh, yeah, baby. And uh, I noticed it's been 15 minutes since I gave you a doctor prescribed blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to coach you through this, okay? Okay, Miss. Okay, Denzel. Let me just get down. You will be you. perfect in every aspect Absol of the blowjob. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. drop a mm. cock, you run a mile. Mm, you yeah. miss a cock, oh. assignment, you run a mile. Oh. You fumble the balls, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown pussy. <laughs> well, Denzel. And then you'll run a mile. Denzel, you actually seem to know what you're doing. Why don't you show my wife instead of tell her? Can I get get your pussy over here, Jake. <laughs> Can I get some of that uh, PCP before? <laughs> yes. Get wet, Jake. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> that was something. That, that was great. I really bombed the whole no, podcast. No, you didn't great. bomb. Great. Guys, talk me up a little bit. You did a great job. I felt job. like I really did a bad day. job that Everybody whole day. No, no, no you did wonderful. Be, no one's, everyone's going to love everything you say. Okay. okay. Okay, thanks, guys. This is a safe space. Tommy Westfall's killing you off in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> you going to watch the show? Uh, no. No. Yes. Well, you can't help but watch the show. It's every show. No, no one won. No one won. Wait, wait, wait. No one two. No, yes on two. Yes on three. Yes on three. Is that the trans one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, what's in two? Two is something about money and politics. I don't know. Okay. Yes on three. Yes on three. No on two. Yes on one. No I'm one on it. No yes one on one. Yes no on one. one. No one one. Yes. DJT20. <laughs>